Hi, so here's the news for the day. First, um, there is a development on the Twitter versus IT rules story we saw last week on the account that Twitter hasn't yet complied with the IT rules put forth earlier this year. It is liable now to be sued in court for unlawful user-generated content on its platform. So what makes them liable? Rule 7 states that provisions of Section 79 will not be applicable to the intermediaries that don't comply with the IT rules. So what is this Section 79 that gave them protection before? It states that social media intermediaries will not be in the radar of legal action for any third-party information, data or communication made available or hosted by him. So in that context, there was recently a viral video from Ghaziabad in which an old Muslim man was seen attacked by three men and it was earlier claimed to be a communal attack. On investigation, the communal angle was ruled out. So following this, the UP police has filed an FIR on Twitter and many other journalists who amplified the issue. So Twitter has not yet put out its course of action. So the next news is that uh, the Delhi High Court has granted uh, bail to three persons, Natasha Narwal, Devangana Kalita and Asif Tanha, accused under UAPA for allegedly organizing and aiding the riots resulting from anti-CAA protests last year. The court has recorded in its judgment that the allegations in the charge sheet are not specific and factual and that the alarming and hyperbolic verbiage used is not enough to convince the court. They have asserted that the right to protest is a constitutional right and also cautioned the police and other officials against the frivolous usage of the term terrorism. So why were they booked under UAPA and not any other criminal law? Because in the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, UP, sorry, UAPA, passed in 1967 and amended in 2019, bail is an exception and not the rule, unlike the case in the prosecution of other laws. So there is always an underlying threat of misusing the act to threaten or suppress dissent. As was also observed by the court, UAPA was enacted to address issues relating to the defense of India and not mere law and order problems. So is this the only government to enact a heavy-handed law with wide-ranging powers such as UAPA? No. Most governments before this have had their own versions of such acts. For example, there was the uh, POTA Act, which was passed by the Vajpayee government after the parliament attack of 2002. There was a TADA Act, again Vajpayee government. There was MISA Act that allowed um, preventive detention passed by the Indira Gandhi government, again widely reported to be misused. And latest I read, more than 30 hours since the grant of bail, they still remain in jail and haven't yet been released, citing administrative reasons. Moving on to the last uh, news story today, cheetahs are expected to be reintroduced to India by the end of this year. Why reintroduced? Because they became extinct in India in the 1950s after excessive hunting through many centuries. Steps for their reintroduction were taken immediately in the 60s and 70s but were stalled for many reasons, uh, like the then government was in talks with the Shah of Iran over cheetah diplomacy, but then emergency happened. Once that was passed, the Shah's rule had ended and there wasn't a friendly government to India in place. After being uh, lax about it for many, many years, finally the cheetahs will now be brought from South Africa to Kuno Palpur Wildlife Sanctuary in Madhya Pradesh. This will also be the first wildlife sanctuary to house all four big cats together lions, tigers, leopards and now cheetahs. 
there has been no precedent of this before so the risks of cohabitation if any are yet to be seen so that's it guys thanks for listening bye